<laughs> none of these guys know how to use their tongues. That's for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> tell you that much right now. They would not be on this show if they knew how to use their tongues. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, 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 hold on with me, Derek. Name one thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. We're back. We're back. (laughs) I feel like if we could pretend Katie's season didn't happen, tonight's episode was boring as fuck. I won't lie. It was boring as fuck. But I'm happy that we're here nonetheless. Yeah. Like tonight's episode was boring, but that's like the given of the first episode. I say this every season and I'm like such a broken record, but like I hate the first few episodes because we're just like, who the fuck are you people? You know? Right. So... It's boring, but I think Michelle is going to be such a good bachelorette. And also, like, if I could, I would fully erase Katie's season with the exception of, like, Aaron, James, and Justin. Icons. And Michael A. Icons. And then, like, other than that, the only good thing we got was them being in the franchise. Other than that, trash. Forget about it. It didn't happen. Um, Right. So, yeah, but we're fucking back, and it's Michelle. And we're just going to pretend that... We haven't been traumatized by the last Bachelorette and Bachelor and the Bachelorette before Tasha came in and saved us. If we <laughs> could just pretend that we actually the last good Bachelor was kind of Nick Vile. So if we could just yeah. pretend that the only Bachelor and Bachelorettes that have existed since Nick Vile, in my brain it went Nick Vile, Rachel, Hannah Brown, <laughs> Tasha, and now we're here. Tasha. Yeah. And now we're here. Correct. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's and how I here. choose so, to rewrite history. Selective <laughs> memory. You know what I mean? Selective hearing. Uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah. So let's just kick it right off. So, Michelle, we kick it off. Michelle's a teacher, obviously, if they haven't nailed that in our heads enough. Um, With all their classes in session promos. Okay. So many... She's a teacher. Yeah, we fucking know. So <laughs> she starts with students in a class, and they're like, how many boyfriends are you going to have? And then they're like, She's like, you have to guess. And they go like 15. And she's like, it's probably going to be more like 30. And they're like, oh my God, you're going to kiss so many people. And I was like, this is iconic. I would watch a TV show that's just Michelle and the kids, actually. No men. (laughs) That's just Michelle explaining to the kids the premise of the show. Yeah. And like her doing math problems. I'm like, yeah, I'd watch this. Like, (laughs) for sure. Get me out of the franchise and into that. So um, she talks to them. And then she goes and sees her parents my favorite people in the world. They're the most important thing that we get back as a result of her being the bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, a big conversation right now is about parasocial relationships and people have feeling like they have relationships with online slash television uh, folks. I feel that with Michelle's parents. I'm like, I have a very deep parasocial relationship with Michelle, with not with Michelle, but with Michelle's parents. (laughs) I don't know Michelle, but I know her parents. Yeah, I would kill for them. So they're amazing. We learned last season that they're like so in love, literally like the epitome of perfection. Um, And which has caused Michelle, which I think is going to make her a really good, you know, not about a person could be a great bachelorette regardless of who their parents are. But Michelle, I think is going to be a really good bachelorette because she said multiple times, like, I will not settle. And Um, she has like a healthy view of love and a parental relationship which is something that like I can't relate to but I'm like so happy for her that she has yeah it's like great love it and (laughs) also she's like I will I won't settle and I'm like well that's good that you're here because honestly if she had ended up with Matt James would have been a big settle would have been a big settle (laughs) she would have been in the audience of dancing with the stars the last three weeks like (laughs) (laughs) that's my man I'm gonna stand by him like, <laughs> so big settle for her. So we're glad that she's here. So intro packages. Yeah. The only notable intro package really is that, that we get is from Clayton who is rumored to be the next bachelorette. They were filming in St. Louis. They were filming at Mizzou. Like he is the next bachelor. I said the next bachelorette, but like he's the next bachelor. Bachelor's We've had a million crazy. seasons of the bachelorette. So I'm just assuming Clayton is the bachelorette, but yeah. He's definitely going to be the next Bachelor, which lets us know that he's not going to win Michelle's season, but he gets an intro package. We see the Mizzou jersey. 
he's definitely a franchise prod, like little baby, like he's Midwest, born and raised, white Christian guy. Like he is the bachelor used franchise. Used to play football. Used to play football. Very used classic. to play football for Mizzou. Go Tigers. Um, and for those of you guys who don't know, like I'm sure you know who Ben is if you listen to our podcast. But Ben is my boyfriend. He went to Mizzou. Uh, I was just at Mizzou last weekend. So uh, this season, I'm going to be pulling for Clayton unless he comes out and is a racist, which not to discredit everybody from Middle Missouri, because I know a lot of people from Middle Missouri who are great, but there's always the possibility he's going to be a racist I mean, he's from like Middle a, Missouri. He's like also a straight white guy who used to play football. So it's like the odds are not in his favor. I'm um, of the opinion that they just keep choosing the same guy in different fonts they do. and it's not they working. Do. It's not working. That's why we haven't had a good bachelor in like years. Well, I think what they're um, doing is I'm not defending it, but I think what they're doing, taking aside my bias for the fact that he went to Mizzou, go Tigers. Um, they're doing, so this is the problem for a long time. I think they were trying to, to go against the guy that they used to pick. So it was like, even when they were picking white guys, it was like, okay, well, Pilot Pete fucks. So he's not like the Christian guys we used to pick. Yeah. And Colton's a virgin. And like, that's different than the guys we used to pick. And Matt James is black. So that's different than the guys we used to pick. And yeah. then their last few seasons have tanked ratings wise. So I feel like now they're digressing to what they used to do by picking this Midwestern Christian white guy. Yeah. And again, putting my my bias outside of it and just looking at it as what it is. He is a Midwestern white guy who played D one football. He's Christian. He's all the things. And for all we know, Clayton could be a really amazing guy and we might oh, totally liking his season, but they are definitely diverting back to what they used to do by going for like Midwestern Christian white guys. And it's, the and I think of what we're looking for. <laughs> exactly. And I think also they tend to edit, in a way with guys like this that like we don't learn anything about them because they don't want to give us too much so that we don't like them like with Matt right. James on his season and like I think they're going to do that with him on The Bachelorette is they're going to give us nothing like they did with Blake Moines last season it was like right. they gave us nothing because she chose him and they didn't want us to not like him even though we already didn't like him so I feel like we're just he's just gonna be and you guys know my least favorite thing is when someone's boring I would you rather they are the worst but interesting like why I'm obsessed with Aaron than them be boring and I know he said his favorite he's, dessert is pizza. He said his favorite dessert is pizza. Okay, prison. Like, okay, first of all, first of all. Okay, walk into jail. They're waiting for you. They're expecting First of all, he They're not even going to come arrest you. He listed his hometown as Columbia, Missouri, and then said his favorite dessert is pizza. I've had pizza in Columbia, Missouri, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Literally straight to jail. Garbage. I was like, dude, lie. Say ice cream. And then when they ask you a flavor, chocolate, it's not that fucking hard to lie. So this is where like, <laughs> this is where we run into, and you like we like we have said about the Bachelor franchise. Many people have said about the Bachelor franchise. What makes it so interesting to watch is that it is a microcosm of society as a whole. And what happens when we push society to uncomfortable places? People don't like it. They get uncomfortable. They get upset. So then we retreat to what is comfortable and what is normal. So as much as I. I'm joking. Go Mizzou, go Tigers. This is what society does. We go to an uncomfortable place. We have a black bachelor. We have the presence of people of color in the franchise. White viewers get uncomfortable. And so we retreat to what is normal, which is Clayton from middle Missouri. Totally. Totally. And that's what it is. That's what it I is. And totally I no joke about it, but like as a viewer who likes the franchise, it does make me upset because this is not, Clayton could be a really amazing guy, but he's not what we should go back to. No, and I have no, I'm sure I will like him. Like, I don't think I'll have a problem with him in any deep sort of way, other right. than the pizza thing, which, but that's just criminal. It's like- Criminal, it's don't order a, pizza in Missouri. It's such a classic, like, straight guy who used to play football response to be like, quirk alert, I eat pizza too. Like, fuck off. Like, shut like that is my least favorite trope is like super athletic people who are like mm, I love pizza bitch everyone loves pizza everybody I don't give a fuck like I think it's so stupid when people do this and it's always like straight guys being like "Ooh, my bad food donuts yeah who doesn't fucking like donuts like you're a serial killer also it's not a dessert so anyway but other than that I'm sure he's not he's lovely I'm sure he's nice they all this, this is coming from the people 
from the people who almost brought us Greg Grippo as The Bachelor. Their little <laughs> girls everywhere <laughs> are quaking. <laughs> like they were like, oh, you guys don't like Greg? And we were like, no. <laughs> like on paper, Greg Grippo is not that bad. But then like, no, it's always the, this is where I'm pulling for Clayton guys, because he might be white bread from middle Missouri, but like Greg Grippo is supposed to be a woke King who went to school in Vermont and look how he turned out. Like what if Clayton is so wonderful? Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's true. And like Clayton, I'm not particularly attracted to Clayton. I don't find Greg Grippo attractive at all. Fucking fight me in my DMs. I don't give a shit. I don't think he's handsome. I have a, there is a zoomed in picture of him in my camera roll. And I'm like, what is it? What is it about this man that everybody was dropping their panties for? I don't understand. Live from St. Michael's in Vermont. He used to be called hot Greg at St. Michael's. That is also insane. How? How? Anyway, especially compared to like- Justin, Justin is fine. Andrew, hot. Everyone else, everyone else. I don't know. I don't get it. He's like the most basic looking white man ever. So is Clayton. I'm not saying that he's not, but like, what the fuck? Anyway, we don't need to talk about the past. Honestly, I think my biggest problem with it is that they just chose a bachelor without letting us watch. (laughs) And I, when this franchise assumes we're going to like someone, they are almost always wrong. Right. Oh my God. That that's my biggest problem with it, because all I can think about is the villain from Tarzan, Clayton. Oh, <laughs> Professor, you are here to find gorillas, not indulge some girlish fantasy. So then we're getting the intro packages. One of the guys self-identifies as Goofy. I just want to say that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody cult refers to themselves as Goofy, if a guy, if a straight man refers to himself as Goofy, I know for sure that he's as funny as a funeral. For sure. Like, I'm like, you are definitely the least funny person on planet Earth. So I was like, no, that's he's the guy that showed up in the school bus. I don't fucking remember his name. I would rather somebody just say, like, I have a good sense of humor. Yeah, if you use the word, <laughs> I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. No, I promise you, you're not. And I promise you, I will not laugh. Um. So, yeah. And then so Tasha and Caitlin start dropping in on folks um in their rooms before night one and which is like uh, i don't know they were in a silly goofy mood when they did this let me tell you um which absolutely means that someone got wind of the whole ryan notes situation and they were like hey you guys have to drop by some rooms right so you can discover quote unquote these notes and then we have content for night one and they were like say less so they go to this guy's this guy ryan's room Big red flag if he's named Ryan. Um, my boyfriend's name. <laughs> oh my God, you guys heard it here first, folks. Boyfriend reveal on the pod, his name. BF reveal. He's he's itching to be a guest, so stay tuned. It's not going to um, be the episode Emily's on. It's just going to be me and Ryan. Oh, Ryan he'll fill in. <laughs> so anyway, if his name is Ryan, run. Um, and he basically, Tasha and Caitlin go into his room and they discover all of these notes on like, how to make it far in the bachelorette and like that's like that's what the notes are about is it's like pretend you care that she's a teacher <laughs> like and like how to not get a villain at it and like shit like that and it's like what what the fuck admittedly my guy friends are so fucking stupid that if one of them was ever <laughs> cast on this show I would make these notes and I would spell it out as plainly as how to not get a villain edit, you moron. And then it would be like the steps. Yeah. But also they would then also bring it to the resort Mm -hmm. so that they were out. Like instead of like studying before they left the power of memorization, they'd be like, it's an open notes test. So I need to bring this with me. And then they'd also get caught and you'd be like, you idiot. Those were for home before, obviously. First, first like, no, don't bring these notes to the hotel. <laughs> Very clearly, don't do that. And they're like, okay, I missed everything you just said, but like, they're under so my bed at the, at the La Quinta. Just like literally so dumb. So they find these notes and they're like, well, okay, what the fuck? And so Ryan immediately red flag. Um, mm. We meet Nate. I don't even remember what his intro package was but i wrote nate is hot which is true nate um, um limo entrance was better something than nate it was like better 
a better Nate than better never. Nate than never. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I think he was first. He was hot. He was first. Um, and so I wrote Michelle prettiest bachelorette ever possibly. She's <laughs> literally so stunning. Like I think she's so gorgeous. So beautiful. And she's so natural at doing this. Like I was like, yeah, she, she was like built to be the bachelorette. Like I feel like Katie was so awkward. Cause she was like, kind of had the personality of bread uh again and I liked Katie going in like you guys know I was team Katie and then she became the bachelorette and I was like this is possibly I mean the egg is on my face like I was like this is I've never been so wrong about someone (laughs) until now some people I think are just great contestants but aren't meant to be leads like Katie was a great contestant oh yeah a poor choice for a lead yeah. And I don't think, I think in, at the time we were like, oh my God, she's going to be such a good bachelorette. She's so real. I feel now more like Michelle is so real. She's like bachelorette material. Yeah. And I felt like that at the time too. I felt like when Michelle was on, I was like, she would be a great bachelorette. But um, yeah, Katie was disappointing because she was just not meant to be a bachelorette. Like she just had a really dull season. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it was like her more than the guys. Obviously we loved those guys. So Yikes. Bring Aaron back. He should compete for Michelle's heart. He should just come back every season. He'll never, he'll never, he'll never even make top four. <laughs> but damned if he doesn't try, you know? Uh <laughs> shoot a shot. Um, so um, so we get some limo entrances. Nate comes out first. He does the whole thing. Um, we get some different languages. We get whatever. We get our guy Clayton. We've already spent half the episode talking about who comes out with a yardstick and like wants Michelle to slap his ass with it. Um, yeah, that was red flag number two. Pizza was one. This was two. Thank you. Pizza in Missouri was like- one. This was two. Uh, although it was funny when he brought it out because Caitlin and Tasha were like, oh my God, they could be teachers together. And then they realized that he wanted her to like slap his ass. And they were like, oh, they were like, oh, it's a kink thing. It's a kink thing. Never mind. We take it back. It's a kink. Um, um, and then what's his face shows up in like tucks, tidy whities. And, uh, one of my favorite, cause like Tasha and Caitlin are so poised as hosts and they like do a great job of it. But Tasha like in her like fun Tasha, not host Tasha voice looks at Caitlin and is like, that man forgot his pants, Caitlin. And I was dying. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> I like, I love them so much as the host. Like, I can't too. believe there was a time when we did not have them. Like how giggly they are. And when they drop in on the guys and they're both like, Hey, like, they're just like, hey. they're so funny. Like, je- like naturally very funny and also very supportive in a way that like Chris Harrison could never could never he's quaking um Um, yeah we get an honorable entrance from rick uh whose head is in a table um much like james we always forget that james was box guy from katie's season because he had such an arc in paradise but this was very um a la james in katie's season where he committed to the box uh rick committed to being in the table for the duration yeah. of the episode. And you know, I wrote down, I said, I want to roast, but James arrived in a box and I believe in redemption arcs for that reason. So right. it's like, as annoying as I think your beginning bit may be, I believe that that you might just be somebody who wanted to make an impression and you actually could be great. Also, Rick is like top five hottest in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to give him a chance. Like- and we all forget that like, Jojo Fletcher entered in a Jojo. unicorn head for Ben Higgins season. Like sometimes the gimmick works. It works. And like for James, it didn't work in that scenario, but like he is one of the best now at this point right. we're at after seeing him on paradise. You so have it's to like, be you know so what? hot to pull it off though. I know. And that was the thing with James that was unfortunate. It's like, I didn't, I was, I didn't find him super hot when it happened. And I was like, why are you doing this? Rick is I think very attractive. So I'm like, well, you could get away with this. But that being said, (laughs) they would not let that man out of that table. He was like, I'm in it. (laughs) He lives there now. He was in the table. They were like, this is is there. Let us know if you need anything. Yeah. Then Um, we had a fight of two firefighters. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. More than one firefighter. So what did I say? Okay. Yeah. So PJ was the hotter one who showed up in a real fire truck right after what's his face 
I don't remember the first one's name. I don't remember the first one. Showed up on like a toy fire truck and was like, I'm a firefighter. And then as he's like leaving, meeting Michelle, he's like, it was so unique because like I'm a fireman and like nobody else is going to do that. And then PJ, who was hotter, comes out in like an actual fire truck. And all the guys were like, man, you lost. (laughs) They were like, they were like dudes who are down bad. (laughs) Dudes who are down bad. Um, So that was really funny. we have a man I who think we, sorry, Michelle Ryan's was entrance, he, Oh, sorry. Yeah, Joe comes in. No, no, I just, Ryan had his entrance in an ice cream truck. I don't remember if I wrote that down or. Yeah, no, critical because then she ends up referring to him as ice cream Ryan, but that's the only reason it's critical. It doesn't um, really matter because also if he hadn't been literally a, an idiot with the notes thing, we normally I'd be like, ice cream? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, great entrance. Cute. No, so, not anyway, cute. <laughs> not cute. Satan. And then Joe, yeah, Joe. Continue. Sorry about Joe. Oh my God. No, it's fine. So Joe enters, has this like very weird entrance where Michelle like recognizes him and then starts to walk away. And she's like, is your last name? And then she says something I don't remember. And he's like, yeah. And she remembers that she like shot or shot with him, like DM slid. And he just like didn't answer, which we end up getting more information about later. But she very clearly remembers him as someone she had tried to pursue something with who had kind right. of rejected her. And he like Which kind of ghosted him. her, I guess. She, oh my God. I know she was like, he ghosted me. And I was like, Michelle gets ghosted. I'm starting a fight with my boyfriend about this. Like on behalf of all men, how dare you specifically? <laughs> like, like I didn't ghost Michelle. I don't give a fuck. Why you, would anybody? You like- <laughs> started a fight with Ryan about why would this man ghost Michelle, even though you didn't ghost Michelle. And <laughs> I'll start a fight with Ben about Clayton from Mizzou and be like, why is the bachelor a boring white man from Mizzou? Like we'll just start our respective fights. Right. As if they have literally anything to do with it. Ben's going to be like, I'm not a racist from middle Missouri. And I'm going to be like, but, (laughs) but listen, but think Uh, on um, the others. (laughs) Right. So yeah. So if Michelle gets ghosted, like, I'm fucked. I don't know what to say. Uh, so then Michelle goes in. There's like more. They kind of just do a montage of entrances, which gives me great vibes about the season that they were like, we don't even want to give dedicated time to most of these guys. And I'm like, oh, I feel confident like that this is going to go well. Truthfully, we didn't want to remember their names and they didn't want us to remember them. No. Like they were like, eh. <laughs> we were like, oh, it might be nice to know who some of them are. And they were like, no, it wouldn't. And they were like, all right, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Thank you. So um, Michelle goes in and gives the speech, gives her like speech to all the guys. And like, again, she was built for this. She's like, stay vulnerable, you know, whatever. Good, good shit. Good shit. Meanwhile, Rick is still in the table. Okay. Rick is like, beautiful um, speech. Wish I could clap. <laughs> Also, his view had to be so weird, just like looking up the whole <laughs> the whole night. Like, okay, hey King. Imagine if he were just that short. He gets out of it and he's <laughs> he's like four feet. <laughs> wow, so you're making fun of small people on the Yeah, body. sorry. <laughs> sorry to the sorry, not to not to height shame to all our short kings. Um, <laughs> but like how unexpected would that be? She's like, oh my god, hey Rick. He's like, Oh, I'll get out of here now. <laughs> he just like steps out of it. <laughs> Woo! You know oh, what, guys? Yeah, yeah. I actually think we're going to scrap this episode. We It started in a weird place. It's continued in a weird place. I think it's we're just going to scrap it. That would be so funny. Anyway, whatever. Anyways. Um, <laughs> one yeah. of them says to her that she smiles with her spirit. Is that the one that smiles a lot? Jamie? I, I didn't I like know. Jamie. Immediate bad vibes. Give Isn't me Carl vibes. that people listen to this podcast? stop that's the end of the sentence period (laughs) period but isn't it amazing that people listen to this podcast with any kind of like expectation of authoritative knowledge and you're like who said that and I'm like I don't know we don't I mean listen it was the first episode I don't know who any of these bitches are to be honest all I know is I was waiting for Aaron to get out of a limo and he never did he's not here yet maybe he'll do a Blake Boynes and show up late with a boombox so (laughs) god I wish um, so then Joe and Michelle, Michelle pulls Joe. Is there anything else to add to any of the other conversations? No. I don't know. I was like half paying attention. Um, <laughs> again, no authority over here. Michelle pulls Joe to talk. Cause she's like, Hey, like 
you ghosted me in our DMs. Like what, like, what's your deal? I'm really big on communication. So I just want to make sure that like, you know how to communicate. And he basically says that he works. Important to note that they're both from Minneapolis. Um, So Emily's going to kind of go into what he said about being from Minneapolis and how that affected him. But it's important to note that they have that hometown thing going. And if you guys are recalling what was going on in Minneapolis, is still going on in Minneapolis. It is it is key to what the conversation is about, but they're both from there. Yeah. So yeah. he said that he works in George Floyd Square, which is in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, and so it was during the time when George Floyd was, um, I guess I should give like a trigger warning, probably. Trigger warning here. Um, we are going to be talking about George Floyd and violence against yeah. Black people. So if that makes you uncomfortable or triggers you in any way, I would recommend fast fast forwarding about a minute, maybe a minute yeah. or two. So he basically says that it was during the time that George Floyd was murdered and, um, you know, he had a lot going on. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, which is totally valid because this is, he is a mixed man, which he brings up in his intro package. Um, right. And Michelle is also, um mixed both of them black so obviously this impacted them greatly especially because they're both from minneapolis where all of this was happening right right outside literally on their front doorstep right like it was national of course but like it was literally right there um so he goes into the impact and he talks about how it affected his mental health which is really key and like this conversation being in episode one is really, really notable um, because it breaks a lot of stigmas. I found that it, I felt like it broke the stigma about talking about mental health. Particularly about black men going to therapy. Black men going to therapy, which is huge. And Michelle handles it really well because I think she acknowledges all of that and says like that she, you know, can appreciate that and understands fully while also not fully letting him off the hook and being like, I still feel, especially if I'm going to pursue a connection here, that I am owed communication. So and, I um, and she needs to way, protect her heart. I love the way she handled this. Cause obviously everything that he said was valid and I'm not here to discredit the experience of a black man living in Minneapolis while all of this was happening. Like I can only imagine how traumatic that was. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to discredit that at all, but I, I really appreciated the way that Michelle handled it and said like, look, I totally get it. And I, I felt a lot of those same things, but at the same time, like I am owed communication and I, I understand these things are happening with you, but all you had to say was this wasn't a good time for you. Right. No. And, and I appreciated her being, um, empathetic and her being aware of his situation while also maintaining the fact that like, okay, I get that you were going through a lot. We all as a community were going through a lot, but I was still owed an explanation. Right. And she says like, you didn't have to be ready for a relationship. You just had to communicate that. Right. Like it wasn't, she wasn't expecting him to be like, let's date forever. But like just having a conversation at all. Right. Um, and she, she says it like so well. And just like, because, you know, she fully empathizes and is, is very kind about it while also being like, that being said, if we're going to pursue a connection now, um, I'm owed respect and I'm owed communication. And and like I was owed it then, but like you're here yeah. now. So let's like move forward I need to make sure yeah. that that's a priority for you too. So very important conversation. Um, and yeah. Then we get more of Rick, the table guy. Yeah. Rick finally gets out of the table. He is not four feet tall. Um, and he as hot he, as we expected. He's hot and he breaks out and he's hot and they, they talk and like, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I <laughs> my observation of Rick is like he showed up in a table and is top five hottest. <laughs> it's like where it ends. And then yeah. they're like, tell us anything about him. Cannot. I do I do not know. And case closed. Um, and then we get ice cream Ryan guy. So Caitlin and Tasha uh pull Michelle. They're basically like, look, this is where this show pisses me off because I'm they like, pull her after they, they let him go intro. <laughs> yeah they let him limo intro they've already he's already pulled her to talk like they have ice cream he already is using all the shit that's in his fucking full-on notes pages 
and is like, yeah, I work with kids and whatever the fuck he's saying and has already kind of charmed her. And she says like, she's like, oh, I really like ice cream Ryan. And then Tasha and Caitlin are like, listen. Listen, <laughs> we went to his room six days ago. We've known right. for a long time, but we went to his room and he's got notes on how to get far in The Bachelor and all this stuff. So Michelle is like, oh boy. So she goes and she pulls him and she confronts him. And she's like, I heard you have notes on how to get far in The Bachelorette. And he is like, oh, well, my, my friend's wife wrote these notes and she's like, can I see them? And he's like, sure. Like I'm an open book. So they go up to his hotel room where she has a moment privately to flip through his notes. Cause he's trying to explain them. And she's like, can I just be alone for a second? And he's like, sure thing. And then he leaves. Like, Cause he was being so annoying. He's like, well, that was when I was just trying to understand you better, bitch, get the fuck out. He said, he's like, I wrote down that you love ice cream, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I, I'm not talking about the notes about ice cream. I'm talking about the notes about like caring about my profession or like pretending to care. And he's like, like not oh, wanting right, a right. villain edit. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Thomas is like, I got a villain edit and now I'm with Becca Kufrin. So scam the system like, boys. Got a villain he's edit. Like, I basically won the bachelorette. Like, okay. Thank you, Tomas. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. Thank I'm you glad that you guys adopted so a third much. dog. Oh my god, they're but, crazy. Anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing else to so, talk about after this for the episode. So basically, yeah. uh, she flips through his notes. He's got notes about how to make it far in The Bachelorette, about how to not be a villain, all the things that you would like for a contestant to not say. And she's known this man for four hours. So then she walks out into the hallway and she's like, I'm going to walk you out. And he's like, is there anything I could do to change your mind? And she's more or less like, no, I've known you for three hours. Yeah. She's like, I have no stake in this bitch leave. So So, yeah. So he gets the fuck out, which like, cool (sighs) villain edit done case closed. Uh, no, not even a villain edit. I won't remember this man. Like I watched this episode 40 minutes ago and I if I saw this man on the street tomorrow I would not know he was on the bachelorette <laughs> I, would have, I would have no idea who he is he'll be on like yeah. mentel all and we'll be like now who the fuck is that like, <laughs> is that <laughs> like what do you mean so then she talks to Nate who was a big fan favorite of the night which is usually a bad sign so he was like, so the, um, the and I liked him, girls are rallying means, behind Nate. Yeah. So Nate's the new favorite. This is going to go well. So he talks to her about his family. Cause he mentions like, you know, you talk about your family and I don't really talk about mine and I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about them right now. And she's like, no, like, please do. And so he just basically says his parents are divorced. Um, his mom remarried and he, you know, had never seen his parents kiss or like things like that. So he's saying like, he's looking for you know, a, a nice, his person, you know, Do you know how much soulmate. easier my life would be if I was highly favored just for admitting my parents are divorced. I tell that shit to anyone who will listen, anyone I'm like, and my parents are divorced. And that's why I have trauma. Like this man, she was like, I want you to open up. And he's like, my parents are divorced. And she's like, that's so brave of you to say. You're literally so brave. No, actually for having um, parents. Yeah. So and this is not to me like this is not me shitting on Michelle or whatever because she was obviously great in the conversation, but it's just like the bar for men is so low. Like no, literally. Like it was like okay, like because it was the same thing with fucking Greg Grippo. He brought a pasta necklace and was like, "I'm really nervous," and the girls were moist. They were dripping. They were (laughs) like panties on the ground. Literally, the Drippo girls had to be stopped every episode. The dr- Greg would be like, sorry, I get really nervous around you. And the girls were like, so pure. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> they were like, I watched a TikTok the other day and it was of Greg Grippo visiting a college campus. Like he had a friend there or something. Cause he is only like mid twenties. Like he has friends that are in college. He goes to a college campus and this girl took a TikTok of him sitting in the courtyard. And he was literally just waving at this girl who was taking a TikTok of him invasively. Like he wasn't doing anything remarkable. He was just acknowledging that there was an iPhone in his face and people were commenting on it. And they were like, I feel like he got such a bad edit. Like he just seems like such a nice guy. I'm like, he waved at an iPhone. (laughs) I'm, we literally are living in the bad place. Like it is so dark, the shit that men get away with because like, Okay, to be honest, it's like 
the bare fucking minimum is just to date someone who's nice a little bit you know like (laughs) he waved at an iphone and girls were like i just feel like you got such a bad edit Like if I were dating someone who was a micro internet celebrity and they didn't wave at a camera, I'd be like, you're kind of a dick a little bit. (laughs) Like, obviously you think that that guy's fucking nice. What the hell? It's so annoying. And that's every time with this franchise, it's like some guy who's like moderately handsome and a little bit awkward comes on and is like, I think you're pretty. And women all over the world band together. And they, they decide that he is the Prince Charming that we are all looking for. Bitch, he's just some guy. He's just some fucking guy. All of these guys are just some guy. And you want to know why th- that's why The Bachelorette is so much better than The Bachelor? Because The Bachelor is such an unrealistic premise for the show. It's one mediocre guy fighting over 30 knockout women. The Bachelorette is one knockout fighting like and it's like 30 mediocre dudes like trying their best for a 10 like like, three, like 30 guys who have never had a real conversation but have just now decided that they should stop shotgunning beers at frat parties and try to find a wife and they're like they're for the first time being thrown into like deep social interaction versus like women who have unpacked all their trauma and are like ready for the world for the most part uh, with a few wild cards thrown in to keep it interesting, but all of them are infinitely hotter than, than any man that we see on this show. Do you want to know why The Bachelor is such an interesting premise? It's an interesting premise because it, it like everything else in The Bachelor, it's a it's a microcosm for the real world, right? Like everyone has watched five sorority girls fight over the one stoner in the calf that ha- like hasn't changed his sweatpants in six days. Like that's The Bachelor. Like The Bachelorette is like hottest girl you know with... <laughs> with like 10 dudes like fighting with like 10 ugly boyfriends and you're like she does deserve 10 boyfriends but she does not deserve for them to all be this ugly (laughs) like they literally it is so it's a microcosm of the real world we've said it is and you know what michelle is gonna end up michelle is a 10 she's gonna end up with a six and it's gonna be reflective of every couple we know a soft six and it's going to remind you of every couple you've ever passed on the street um also the bachelor we both went to school for theater it's literally when you every theater every theater program has one moderately hot guy and when i say hot guy i mean he's a five And, (laughs) and then but the rest of the guys are like threes. I really hope nobody I went to undergrad ever listens to this podcast. I the hope rest of the do. guys are like threes. So will one five slash six, depending, is just pulling. Is it 10? He's pulling it 10 constantly. Like women are dropping panties. And then if you ever show a picture of that guy to your people who go to, to your friends who go to other schools, they're like, that guy's not even hot a little bit. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and that guy, you want to know who that guy is? That guy is Pilot Pete. That guy is so pilot Pete. And you know what they'll say? You went to a state school, didn't you? That's what people say to me. <laughs> look how hot this guy is. This is look how hot this guy is. Oh, you went to a state school. Thank you. Thank you. I did. Um, anyway. And on that all note, of that said, all of these guys are just some fucking guy. I don't care. Michelle is a deity. And She's- all these guys are are pilot Pete. They're all pilot Pete. Never better exemplified by like Tasha's season. Like Tasha is like literally a goddess descended from heaven, and all the guys there were just like some some fucking dude named Bryce. Like just <laughs> like who the fuck are you? Um, and it's happening again. And this is why canon. we deserve a lesbian bachelorette season. This is why we deserve a bunch of hot ladies dating each other, and we cut the middleman. Absolutely. They're too afraid of progress. Um, so that being said, Nate says a singular, you know, <laughs> thing, just like a we're little like, bit vulnerable. Like, this is the hottest guy we've seen so far on Michelle's season. And he's a soft six. It's like only because he didn't arrive in a table or dress as an apple. And we're like, number one, hot guy <laughs> for sure. Um, so, so <laughs> So then all the guys are in their ITMs being like, 
there's no way I don't get the first impression rose, which is what every guy who doesn't get the first impression rose says every season. Um, and then obviously Nate gets the first impression rose because he opened up and he's so vulnerable. Literally the I mean, how could, how could he not? Literally the bridge troll living under the bridge outside the hotel is like, there's no way I don't get it. Like <laughs> Chris Harrison is like crawling out of the moat. Like I will get the first impression rose. It's so <laughs> embarrassing for these men. Uh, oh my God. I would actually cry if she were like, Chris Harrison, will you accept this rose? Like, where the fuck are we? And then they kiss. And I think it's her first kiss of the night. It was pretty hot kiss. I'm not going to lie. Nate is now a 6.2. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like and he all tongue in ways he doesn't understand so yeah we went into like there was no content provided to us by abc so we just took it as an opportunity to positively roast every man who sent in a tape for this season we were like do you want to know what's that we got the soft sixes the people who applied were the threes and the fours this is the top of the lineup okay this is the creme de la creme you all know i've applied to be on the bachelor twice and i they haven't selected me that that pool is insane like that that candidate pool is crazy you have to be a Um, 9.8 or higher to be selected like i'm a seven it's fine and so it's like i know my time's not coming but like comparatively i mean some of these guys like what are we like, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> that guy is <laughs> so rude. Imagine um, some guys in like Christmas pictures with Michelle with her family. The guy with the long hair who went home. I was like, no fucking way. No, get him out of here. <laughs> I hope nobody who has ever applied for this show. I don't know why episode. we <laughs> woke up and chose violence today. And we've been riffing on violence for like 20 minutes, you guys. That's oh the name of the episode, episode, riffing on violence. <laughs> riffing on violence. So um, I started writing down everyone who got roses and then I stopped because I realized that there were I didn't too even many. attempt. I didn't even attempt. I didn't give a fuck. So, so I'll read the first half. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's the rose ceremony. After that, you're on your fucking own. Google it. Um, Jamie, Leroy, Martin, Spencer, Rick, Clayton. I wrote down Peter. Not sure if that's a real guy or if I heard or I was hearing things. PJ, Jake, Romeo, Daniel, Brandon, Jay, Will, Chris S, Rodney, Alec. And then the list goes on, but I did not. I didn't. The list goes on and I did not. And based on, yeah, and based on all of those names, if you could identify even one of them that's not Clayton, um, I'll... I don't, I don't, I'll Venmo you hundred dollars. I like, I have no fucking idea who any of these guys are. I have no mental picture of any of them. And then she's like trying to decide if she wants to give a rose to Joe, who she's like, you know, previously DM'd. And so she's like, just give me a minute. She walks out, contemplates. And then she says something actually that I thought was interesting while she's contemplating, which is why are you just coming back now? Like why, why now is it because I'm the bachelorette, which I thought was interesting. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, he has had like a year and a half. It was akin to the conversation when Becca Kufrin was the bachelorette and uh, Colton Underwood came on and f- she found out that he had had previous interactions with Tia Booth and she was like, did you only sign up because you thought Tia Booth was going to be the bachelorette? Like, it seems yeah. like an attention grab. Like, if he had already established some kind of connection with Michelle and then she's going to be the bachelorette, it's like, you could have yeah. just done this in my DMs. Like, why are you... Why are you here? Totally. It was like, you could have DM me anytime. And like, he just didn't. So very, in, like, I was like, because uh, truthfully, I'm kind of like team Joe a little bit. I mean, I'm team Michelle overall, but like, I was like, yeah, I think Joe probably is like a good guy. I under, you know, I, I don't understand that. I don't like, I can't possibly claim to relate to what he went through, but I'm like, you know, I see where he's coming from. Um, and I think like his, his explanation is, is pretty valid but at the same time it is like why are you here now you could have dm'd her anytime like you have her instagram very interesting so she does end up giving the final rose of the night to joe 
and then going home are just a bunch of randoms just like the people who are staying just a bunch of guys that we will never be able to identify going uh, home <laughs> from the show are the people that you swiped left on and <laughs> long hair guy okay come on tell me you didn't see that one coming like <laughs> i knew the second he walked in he should have just turned right around and gotten back in the limo i was like don't even bother pack it up he did a two-week quarantine for Michelle to spend 30 seconds contemplating. You know what? Most of these guys going home did a two-week quarantine for the franchise to put all of their limo entrances into a montage with music. Like, they were like, you don't even get a moment. Go home. <laughs> like, what do you these mean? dudes risked it all. What do you mean? So... yeah fucking bye to those guys no idea who they are uh and that's the end of the episode but we did end with a rose ceremony which you know what (laughs) for that i'm thankful and (laughs) then we get a little bit of a preview we get some you it appears can you imagine if after this nothing episode they made us wait to find out if joe was gonna get a rose (laughs) who we have no stake in and we're like we just met him an hour ago so you know like Seems Whatever, like something I they guess. would do. They would totally do that. And we'd be like, okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it looks like later in the season, there's like some Nate actor allegations, which pretends to be shocked because the fan fave always just wants to be on fucking law and order. So, and he just got, <laughs> he was put on the wrong show. Um, he, he actually was trying to audition for the good doctor, but <laughs> they were like, mm, bachelorette seems good. So yeah so then i don't know preview shit obviously will go wrong some shit will go right that's the bachelor franchise this could be the only episode for the season and i'd be right um and then there's a little end moment with one of the guys arrived on a bed kind of blew past that and then taisha and caitlin are like on the bed or or taisha gets on the bed and she's like i'm gonna rest whatever cool and that's that Night one. That's that on that. Thrilling, truly. I honestly, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe I'm just negative and people enjoyed the episode, which is always a possibility. I don't know if I've ever, including Katie's season, been so bored by a night one. No, I agree. I agree. Like Katie, it was at a least, very I think, had some one. fun entrances. Like Michelle, I don't even think had that many fun entrances. No, Aaron had drama night one. He's been he's been great TV since day fucking one, dude. Aaron like, was trying to fight. <laughs> he tr- he sent a guy home night one. What a king! Like he was bringing content since before we even knew that we needed it. Meanwhile, you know, these guys, I was like, we were on Aaron's side the first night. <laughs> I think I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But like, he did bring the content, you know. And now that's and the your only- baby. And that's my baby love. The only <laughs> content now is like Ryan and like he's gone. And then Rick arriving in a table. I fucking guess. Very weird, very bizarre. Um, in other news, so all of the Paradise couples are still together. I mean, it's only <laughs> been two weeks since we last spoke, so <laughs> that would be alarming. Uh, first of all. Second of all, Ivan went on Nick Vile's podcast and I didn't listen. But I did see it on TikTok. And he basically said that Aaron was the worst person on the beach and that uh, people didn't like him and that he sucks and that he pulled Chelsea because he was told Chelsea wanted to be with him and all this stuff. And basically everybody is like, this guy's lying, whatever. I don't even fucking care if Ivan's lying or not at this point. I'm like, it's possibly true that people were like, hey, Chelsea wants to make out with you. Fine. I don't care I just think it's super losery because like people don't really do this I feel like after the f- fucking shit has all aired yeah not to go on and tell your truth I don't care about that like people all the time are like hey this is actually not what happened this is what happened but for him to go on a podcast and be like Aaron fucking sucks dude why do you have to grow talk up. about other people grow up maybe yeah. mad I was and- like you can live your truth all you want you don't need to bring other people into it like he could have said I pulled Chelsea because people told me she was interested in me without ever bringing up Aaron 
it literally did not have yeah. to be about Aaron at all. And the fact that he brought him up really rubbed me the wrong way. And I've never been like, even after everything that happened in paradise, I wasn't like, wow, fuck Ivan. Ivan. Yeah. No, I was like, whatever. Like he did something kind of wrong, but at the same time, like, I don't care. I still think Ivan's a good guy. He wasn't nearly as bad as what Brendan did. Like I was like, who cares? But then like, he's doing all this shit. I'm like, why are you even fucking- Why do you care? His name. Yeah. Like, why are you even saying his name anymore? So anyway, that happened. Also, Kuiper went on Bachelor Happy Hour and confirmed that she and Brendan are still together and showed essentially no remorse for all of her behavior. So, not a fan. No. And that's what she missed on Glee. I then, this is the thing. Do we love Aaron? Of course. Yeah. Does TikTok love Aaron? Of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Ivan was top four in Tasha's season. Aaron barely scraped top 10 in Katie's season. Yeah. Like, Ivan, you don't need to talk about Aaron. Like, I. That's like, the thing. I'm like, I know. Piper, I, Piper, I just, if I never have to talk about Piper and Brendan again, I'll be thrilled. It'll be the best time of my life. The, yeah, the Ivan thing bothers me because I'm like, I think he thinks he's being demonized more than he is. Yeah. I'm like, we you didn't really like, okay. lose following. Like, I'm sure there are people who were like, fuck Ivan, whatever. Those people suck. Like, cool. But like, you do not need to fucking talk about Aaron, dude. You're like infinite. Like, people like him more overall, I would say. I mean, people love Aaron for the bit, but like, <laughs> it was just stupid. And I was we like, like Aaron so for the dumb. comedy. I like Aaron for the comedy. I mean, Aaron is also very hot, but like, he's, he's funny as fuck. Ultimately, I like him because I think he's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Big facts. Like, and that's facts um but anyway I just I saw that and I was like I do want to talk about it a little bit it's not obviously a huge deal because like nobody's fucking paying attention to paradise anymore we're moving on bigger and better things hopefully um Michelle season but I just was like why are you even fucking why are we talking why do you care this? who cares and then the Piper thing I was like that's a big who cares like I was like flop like who cares so and that's what you missed on Glee and that's the drama. That's the drama. But anyway, so we're here for another season. Let's hope it gets better from this point. Let's hope the only way to go is up. Um, starting off know. a little bit. A but little we can hope. We can hope. We can pray. I'll pray on it. So, yeah. With that said, we'll talk to you next week. Follow us on Instagram at Don't Insult My Podcast, and uh, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts: Apple, Spotify. And leave us a review if you have not. Bye. Okay, bye.